Welcome to the Director's Commentary Podcast for Heart, The City Beneath. I'm Grant Howitt, and I'm joined by Christopher Taylor, and we wrote the Heart RPG. In these episodes, we'll be going through the text of the book and discussing how we came to design the game. For more information on Heart and our other titles, go to rrdgames.com. smell heresy <laughs> you've been waiting to do that for a while haven't you S- smells like any thread about days workshop in here <laughs> when re- those really funny wags come along and say that what you did was heresy because he doesn't look like the spaceman at the front of the fucking box oh, it's like paranoia all over again mm, anyway heretic treason welcome heretic. to the hard director's commentary on yes. heretic not on us dusk. moaning about other games <laughs> Yeah, not at all. No, this is this is us talking about our games. Heretic. Heretic is a religious outcast. We don't do a lot about the whole outcast bit. No, that's that's very much left to the imagination. There's hints here and there. Yeah. Um, like you can get a shard of the temple door. Mm-hmm. Um, there's hints to various purges and witch trials and mm-hmm. all sorts of links through other stuff in in other sections but we never just go right here's the straight dope on the heretic we also so but now here's the straight dope on the heretic we really like bloodborne <laughs> yeah bloodborne's great isn't it i i love bloodborne i'm not good enough to play bloodborne i um no i i'm, I'm aware that the solution to this problem is to get good mm-hmm. i believe is the official thing but dude, I'm, I'm all right at that front i find it very frustrating uh but i appreciate that it's a good game uh, and Chris has Chris is significantly better at it than I am. I did, in fact, get good. Chris did get good, but uh, the thing which I really liked about Bloodborne is it's tremendously vague about its about its fiction. And at the start, it's like, okay, listen, there's a bunch of blood in you. Maybe there's vampires or werewolves. It's not entirely clear. Go duff up some pale giants in a burning city. And then about ten hours later, they're like aliens. <laughs> <laughs> now it's space's problem. Space aliens from the moon, and yeah, it's it's really fun because they do they talk about it's it's that sort of eldritch horror, that sort of Cthulhu um, Azazoth grade madness, but it's all like they tell it through the um, through the way that it impacts human minds. Yeah, and it, it it's also really interesting that the baseline of that world is messed up. Mm-hmm. Like it's like in 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 traditional Lovecraftian horror, there's the cosmic horror. Sorry, I'm trying mm-hmm. to get Lovecraft out of this. In cosmic mm-hmm. horror, the the baseline is normality. Mm. The baseline is what you or I see every day, and then oh no, monsters. Whereas yeah. Bloodborne starts from like a nine, on the weird scale. There's not a single toilet. <laughs> not a lot of toilets in, in a lot of games. But yes, it's, but yeah. But it starts off weird, and then it changes the weird. So gross as well. It really upsets you. Fucking crow dogs, man. That's the other thing which which uh, which which inspired us in terms of uh, annihilation uh, and other things which we drew from. Bloodborne is also big, and the heretic is the bloodborne class. That we wanted to have someone who was worshiping a god which drove you mad. Yeah, and the way we um, wanted to talk about a thing which drives you mad without getting too tentacly mm-hmm. was the idea of the moon beneath which is also 
our rather um, tongue-in-cheek way of talking about religious schisms. <laughs> like, we failed Spire with, with religious schisms as it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but what if that but more? One of the things which always gets me is how Protestants and Catholics have this deep, enduring hatred for one another and, like, centuries of violence uh, against each other. And they have broadly the same beliefs. Yeah. And I, I get that there's more to it than that, but we, I think I, I wanted to sort of talk about the fact that, yeah, you worship this, and also, weirdly enough, there is actually a moon underneath the ground which you can go to. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's significantly easier to walk than it is to the one in the sky. I think, like, <laughs> we'd, we'd had, we had the moon garden in heart back in Spire. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we just wanted to take Lejeune. It was already a bit weird, the, the priest class. Kind of sad. I think Lejeune's my least favorite class from Spire. I think honestly, I the Lejeune is everybody's least favorite. It just feels like a cleric, doesn't it? Like it, that's the problem. It just feels like a cleric. Like yeah. a lot of the interesting things about Lejeunes and heretics and that sort of stuff is what you do with them. Mm. They're not flashy on the outside, like maybe a bound is. Mm. Yeah, or a knight. But it's when when you look at their place in especially in drow society and mm. the the importance of their words and how they act and mm. the way they interface with both god and people it becomes really interesting but if you read it you go ah, it's a cleric and then you oh, look cool. to the next oh, thing on we go look they've got a heel as core brilliant yeah um and uh, like 10 percent of us wanted to keep that that little nugget of cleric in there. It's nice that it's nice to have something to hold on to. Yeah, um, but we also wanted to go full bloodborne with it. Mm-hmm. And so we wrote the uh, those of you who were with us from the playtest onwards, um, you will note that the uh, the minor abilities of the heretic are broadly the same. There's a few which we tweaked things, but um, the, they're they're broadly similar. The majors have had a complete overhaul. Yeah. Because we were really struggling trying to like trying to work out what was interesting, and like all the ones we wrote were like, okay, well that like that's a, that's that's an area attack spell which hurts everyone, so that's that's your entire party as well. This one's this one's much more suited to the Vermissian Knight or the Hound because it was like I think it was like an aura defense power. I think we still got that actually up in there somewhere. Um, but we uh, we needed to refluff. The abilities and 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 from that come up with a new way of coming up with more because you need f- you need five abilities five majors for each class and then you need to f- be able to produce a way of modifying that mm. that that one ability three times yeah which is possibly a difficult challenge to set yourself but I think that I think that um I think like talking about about the way that it's set up I can see a lot more difference between um heart characters of similar classes than I did with Spire characters. Yeah. Absolutely. I think like they I think players feel much more empowered to put their own spin on the class, which are already pretty weird, right? Exactly, yeah. And the the way that some of the majors work for the heretic are super mm. interesting. Like you've got the the fairly simple and obvious and useful ones, like Oath of Community. Mm. Gives you blood protection you can give somebody else blood protection. Blood protection. Don't die. It's for it's preemptive healing, right? Um, and then there's Oath of Fury, um, which is, as far as I can tell, an unbound power. It's the most complicated power in the game, I think. Yeah. 
So it's got different avatars that you can change into to represent different facets of a threefold goddess. Mm. And it's cool as hell, but also oh, brace yourself. Yeah, like like I, I cannot recommend taking all three miners. No, the the concept of, of Oath of Fury was that you'd take one, maybe two mm-hmm. miners. Or indeed none. You don't have to take any. Um but it with a lot of powers, there's an assumption to some degree that your your advancement path is completing all the miners. Mm. You absolutely don't have to, but that's that's a thing, right? These sit these sit very separate. Yeah, this changes the power to a different power, mm-hmm. um, and it's harder to, it's hard to get your head around like where its place is. But once you figure out that you just do you're just meant to do one of them. Then its place becomes obvious rather than completely obfuscated. I think as well, like the there's something quite fun. We want to, we always try and get get across the idea of uh, in the in the oath of fury, the the idea of ritual garb, the idea of preparing yourself. Yes. By by like by like by by dressing as a certain uh, aspect of the goddess, you're empowered in that way, and that really fits into the organized religion vibe of things, as opposed to say the junk mages making up as they go along. Mm. Um, the the uh, you you'll note on the box out on page forty four, <laughs> there are five abilities, uh, and they are themed after the, uh, the 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 Damnic virtues. I keep I keep nearly calling them the Drow virtues, but not all Drow follow them. It's uh, uh, Domnu is the god, and Damnic is the or Domnic is the I suppose the adjective coming off that, which are tenacity, sagacity, fury, community, vigilance, and grace, and Yes, these were at one point inspire a stat line. Mm-hmm. This is what characters were going to have uh, instead of strength and dex. Yes, um, but we we fucked that off to one side. <laughs> but they, but they stuck around. You'll see. Yeah, like it, it it's still it's still a core tenet, but it's a narrative tenet rather than yeah mechanical. And it's quite a nice way of saying, um, hey, here's how it's different from Catholicism. Yeah. Hey, here's how it's different from what you think of. Like when someone says organized religion, here's how it's specifically different from that. Um, but we couldn't come up with one for grace. <laughs> <laughs> we just couldn't do it. So you somebody go fast, stole grace. You can do good balances. You can now juggle. Yeah, like I, I guess you get like uh, mastery when you don't fuck it. We. Um, but we did so, yeah, come up we, with uh, grace, didn't we? <laughs> I don't know. Like that's the thing. I don't. I don't think we came up with anything worthwhile. Yeah, that's um, very true. And it's slightly more interesting to have it as the oath of grace has been has been stolen, mm. or it's gone. Uh, so that's so so that's pleasing. And you get it's the heretics quite grab baggy in the same way that the Lejeune was because they're themed around very much a. Uh, they're themed around the fiction rather than the rather than the mechanics. Yeah, I mean, one of the big issues for me with the Lejeune and the Heretic is that they are the class that has the most detail on them. Mm. Uh, yes, that's true. By, by by simply by default of being the priest class, because mm. you may have noticed we go fairly deep into the old religion in both Spire and Heart. Uh, you know, I'm going to say we go fairly broad. Sorry, yes. Yeah. We, we go we, on about it. We so. go on about religion quite a bit. Yeah. We do not go on about how the bound inspire are. Mm-hmm. There's 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 small sections of it, whereas the religion runs through every single part of it. Mm. 
So they're more obvious? That's, that's not the word I'm looking for, but like they're just that's the default. They're, they're more solidified, I think. Yeah. Like, uh, like we like we leave less up to the to the player. Like anyone can play a worshipper of the goddess of the moon beneath. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like you no, know, but this is what you're about, mate. Yes. And I think that you, I think that you end up like, well, okay, I'm gonna play the heretic, and everyone knows what, like everyone knows what that like. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna play a cleric of Pelor. I know what that's. I know what they're like. I don't need to know anymore. Yeah. About that, and I think that the callings have given us, have given players a way to separate that out. So, like, like an adventure heretic is different from a heart song heretic. It's different from a penitent heretic. Yeah, I mean, my in my playtests, the the heretic just had a shotgun, mm. and that was it. Like, they were they were more shotgun than they were priest. I'd like to talk about the the, the weapons. Yes, the weapons. We, have, for... we, have, we haven't spoken about the weapons actually. No, but in a lot of cases, they're essentially and sword mm-hmm. um, but in heretic there is one weapon specifically that has persisted through every single variation of the heretic which is the spire black brazier mm-hmm. um, which it, it, just has, it just has two modes it has lit and unlit mm-hmm. and unlit you hit people with it yeah it's a stick but lit it's on fire <laughs> uh, let's not forget it's on fire and like this choking cloud of smoke and herbs and incense mm. is being whirled out of the sensor right. I've wanted I've wanted to put in a sensor uh, a sensor weapon you'd think we'd have called it a sensor rather than a brazier which is a thing you just put on the floor well when you say <laughs> just when you say, hmm, when you say spire black sensor it sounds like you're, you're, you're trying to cut out spire black Whereas when you say Spire Black Brazier, fuck, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> we're screwed in the way. Um, but yes, it's a, it's a sensor. It's it's a it's a it's a metal ball on a chain. Yeah, with holes in it. It's um, not I'll, like I'll, a barbecue. It, like, it could it could be like it, it could have coals in it. Whatever. Spire Black Fire Pit. Um, Just pushing yeah. people in. Uh, Spire Black, one of those big gas things you have outside in smoking areas to keep you warm. Spire Black candle. Just push it over. You will know that there's also the breech loading pistol and seeker's blade. Don't know what the fuck seekers are. Sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah. And uh, and, and 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 so and so that's that's for more of the sort of oh I'm gonna I'm gonna be a combat focus, gonna be serious. I'm seeking something. And then the scripture etched bandages and blessed oils and staff are more. Oh, I'm gonna be a traditional healer character. And one thing which we tried to do is get is give every every equipment choice that you pick tells us something about your character. Yeah, and before the choices you had were spire black brazier, double barrel shotgun, sawn off, and because like that's pretty that's a pretty cool thing to have for a, for a preacher, mm-hmm. uh, and something called a relic maul, <laughs> which was uh, which we did not explain. No, uh, I'd like I'd like to think it was like uh, a, a a bit of marble from like a like a like, like a banister. I don't know, like, in, in, in my head, it was like one of the character columns. Yes. And, like, there's this beautiful piece of art that you are just mashing people into the dirt with. Um, yeah, and like, like, like you've, you've got maybe just, like, the leg. And yeah. And you've put, you've put a handle on it, and, you, and you, like, you've painted it and adorned it with um, with rosary beads. We thought that was really cool. However, it did exactly the same job as the Spire Black Brazier, mm-hmm. and was less interesting. And wasn't on fire. Um, <laughs> yeah, and wasn't on fire. Um, if you want to have your relic 
club which which you fell in love with during the playtest. Simply, uh, here are the stats. It's kill d6, brutal, conduit. There you go. Electric content for you there. Have fun with it. Yeah. That's uh, simply play this podcast. Your GM (laughs) in its entirety. It's legit. So they are. They are a little bit all over the place, and I'm happy with that. Uh, I certainly wanted to get across the idea that they they are they are part of a larger organization, mm-hmm. and while they each have their own personal relationship with the goddess, who is a literal moon who lives underneath the earth, and I I, I keep saying she's pregnant. <laughs> Sorry, fecund. Mm-hmm. Keep referring to her as pregnant. Never go any further on that. We're not sure what I'm getting at there. I think it's best we leave it, honestly, just because. Yeah. We've got, we've got wiggle room in the future. God, imagine when the moon hatches. Ugh. Yeah. And then the uh, the the three Zenith abilities are all very... So glory is directly ripped from the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was one of the prophets. Uh, oh, Ezekiel, I think? Sure. Uh, he, he saw God's ass. Was it Moses? Anyway, there's well, listen, listen. There's one. There's one of the Ezekiel who saw God's ass. I think it was Moses who saw God's face, like he met him and spoke to him directly. Um, and by all accounts, like the reflected glory off his face was so much that people went mad by looking at him. And I was like, "Well, I'm putting that in the game." Having that, yeah. Having that, thanks. So you also heal, and you also get like you're, it's it's one of the more deader uh, you can be. Yes. We've also got you can become an angel of the moon beneath. Which I'm really happy with because it's this it's this nice counterpoint to becoming what we've described in the book as an angel. Mm-hmm. Like it is the identical opposite is the best way I can think of putting it. Like one is this horrid wet meat thing made mm-hmm. by the heart, and the other is like three lions in a wheel mm-hmm. made of candles, and the that that. They're essentially the same thing. You roll 60 10 when striking at those who would threaten the faithful or desecrate sacred ground, and all their actions automatically fail. You can't not hurt someone. <laughs> and I'd like to say as well Testament of Faith has my favourite activation. The requirement, yes. Requirement for power I've ever written, which is to activate this ability, Dire Martyr's Death. Which, which I really like that, you, that, that, that like it's, it's an afterthought, you know? Yeah. Yeah, basically, you get to, you get to you get to be like, well, this is a church now. <laughs> enjoy, like, enjoy enjoy the rest of the campaign. I want to make this place a church, and you get to have your you get to have your a holy site put up around your corpse. No, it's it. pretty nice, honestly. Yeah, I mean, glory's the the fancy one. Glory's the the one I go for. All right, let's move on. Let's. You've been listening to the director's commentary podcast for Heart, The City Beneath. I was Grant Howitt, and I was joined by Christopher Taylor, and we wrote the Heart RPG. For more information on Heart and our other titles, go to rrdgames.com. Mm-hmm.